This call is now being recorded. Hi, everybody. Coach Bills here with Coach Future Star to talk about the Fagan Group, the biggest group here in the PNTT. Uh, and it's a group that we can't ignore because, if I'm not mistaken, last year's champ, Worcester, came out of the equivalent of this group, the biggest group. Uh, so, you know, they only so will we'll send one team to the playoffs, but a team can make some noise. It's, it's happened in the past. Uh, Worcester downed us in the PNTT final, so I know personally how good they were last year and how good teams from this group can be. Uh, but, you know, with 10 teams, we're going to try to keep this a little brief on each team, so no offense to any individual team, but we'll do sort of a lightning round here. Um, so, Coach, first up is Ames uh, in Conference 19. Uh, if you can just give me a couple quick thoughts on the Ames Thundercats, who were in the PTT last year. And uh, looked like they brought in a pretty good freshman class. Yeah, yeah, they kind of actually overachieved last year, making the PCT based on their class ranking. So um, it looks like uh, Coach uh, Jacob XC got the most out of them last year. Um, they do lose uh, one starter and a couple backups, but they bring in a pretty nice class, uh, 69-22, which would indicate that there's one really good player in there, and that one really good player looks like Nathan Wheeler. Um, he's a guy who's six six, small forward. Um, average game score of almost 18, 19 points a game. So he's definitely going to be a key player for them. They're going to need him to be because they do lose their leading scorer, Matthew Fagan, last year, who scored 28 points a game. So they're definitely going to need Wheeler's offense. Um, so we'll just have to see. They, they finished around 500 last year, and uh, I don't know, maybe it looks like probably – I'm guessing they're they're going to be fighting for around that same spot this year. But, you know, like I said, Wheeler is going to be a very good player for them, and they do have some offense coming back with Jonathan Bennett at the shooting guard spot. So um, they're not going to be overmatched in any game. Um, but, um, like I said, depending on their schedule, um, which doesn't look overly tough, uh, I can see them winning quite a few games. Moving on now, second team St. Louis at a conference 16. Last year they were also in the PTT, finished – Exactly 12 and 12, number 39 in the PTT. Uh, graduated a 98-117 class, brought in 180-134. So, again, Hardwood likes it a bit more than Sim Hoops. So, it could be an individual player that is, is sticking out there. Looks like probably Ronald Morehouse. Uh, there's always this guesswork that goes into figuring out who inspired the Hardwood class. But uh, Morehouse had the 11 rebounds a game at 6'10", 4.9 assists, 2.3 blocks. So, uh, you know, it looks like a very, very strong center to pair with a talented, what is now sophomore class, uh, 17 Sim Hoops, 26 Hardwood, uh, and a balanced scoring lineup from last season. Uh, McCullough, Sherrod, and Thurston all were between 14 and 15.2 points per game at the two, three, and four positions. Um, Logan Dillon had been the center. I'm guessing he will yield to Morehouse, the, the freshman that I just mentioned, uh, and so, excuse me, it looks like, my dad, McCullough and Thurston will have graduated. So, Sherrod comes back, uh, but along with Cheatham and D'Ambrosio, who are now the sophomores who had been freshmen last year, ranked well, but were backups. So, they will have to step into that starting lineup. D'Ambrosio scored 19 points a game per 30 minutes, I should say, off the bench, and Cheatham was up over 10 with some pretty good assistant steal numbers as well. So, they look like they may be able to fill those roles that McCullough and Thurston will vacate, Dylan could move down to the four, and Morehouse will play center. So another good, solid team in this group. It uh, doesn't give an immediate reason to think they're going to jump up to the NTT this season, but uh, we'll have to see how they do. And uh, they should be another solid team within this Fagan group, named after Matthew Fagan, who you just talked about, Coach.
so now let's let's move on to Frankfurt out of Conference 18. Of course, one of the best programs in League 31 history. Uh, they've got a title, got a, a lot of success, and uh, a big, big presence within Conference 18. Yeah, so they actually are a little bit similar to uh, the first team we talked about uh, in that they lose their leading scorer and best player in Landry Coleman, who scored 21 points a game. Um, they, that was the 10-33 class he was part of. That also included their starting por- power forward, Michael Knowles. Uh, but, again, after three kind of so-so classes, they do pick up a nice class, ranked 56-38. Um, they get three pretty decent offensive players in David Bridges, Anthony Hubbard, and Vincent Schumpert. Um, they struggled a little bit last year uh, in the RTT, so maybe probably not quite the result uh, that Coach Ted Lasso wanted. But um, – they do have a decent amount of talent. Um, uh, we'll have to see how they replace that scoring. Um, David Bridges looks like the natural uh, choice for to start a point guard this year since he's only six foot. So that's pretty much the only the only position he could play. He did score 20 points a game. He can pass a little. Um, he can defend a little. Um, maybe a little bit more of a volume scorer than than, a, than like a sharpshooter. But he should be a good player for them. Um, how they replace Knowles is probably the bigger question because it doesn't look like there's anything that can come in off the bench that is going to give you the same kind of production. And even though Schumpert is a decent player, he's only 6'7", so he might be a guy that can step in and play that spot, just maybe be a little bit undersized. Um, and with their schedule, it's a little bit tougher than, than some of the other teams, so I think they might struggle in this group. They, they'll probably get a few wins, but I, I have a hard time seeing them advancing out of this group just – due to the fact that they play some tough teams like Lansing and Dearborn. Next up, the Twin Falls Knights out of Conference 22. They were in the RTT last year, finished 23rd, and brought in a rough freshman class, 240 Tim Hoops, 243 Hardwood. So, you know, it's obvious this coach just has no idea how to play the game or run the game. Oh, wait, it's actually K-Money, who's the coach of Twin Falls. Uh, I don't know if everybody out there knew that, but I he, guess he has a few other things on his mind uh, as opposed to running this team. Nice of him to join the tournament. Uh, I don't know that he, he's paying too much attention to his KFU team, uh, but, you know, always always good to see a legend around, uh, even if he's actually a bit distracted at this time. I mean, for, for those of you who are younger out there before, or, you know, younger in the context of the game, uh, before K-Money took over the game and started to run it, he was, I, in my estimation, bar none, the best coach that this game had. Uh, there were many other great contenders, uh, but, you know, he uh, he was the one who stuck out to me. So it always made a lot of sense to me that he took over the game. So, you know, we're in good hands having him. But unfortunately, this Twin Falls team is not really in, in great hands right now. Uh, they were a team that actually graduated its best player to go along with everything else we just went through, Alexander Bostic. Scored almost 20 points a game, had 6.9 rebounds, 2.3 assists, pretty good assist to turnover ratio, playing the power forward position at 6.10. So he's gone now. Uh, the next two scorers are coming back, David McCall and Zachary Bates, but it doesn't look as if the freshmen are going to be able to help very much. So what was an RTT team last year, unfortunately, I think might dip to the DTT this year. So I don't see this team making a whole lot of noise within the group. But, you know, if K-Money starts getting more involved and, and, and tinkering a little bit, you never know. Uh, so you gotta got to watch out for that. Uh, but, okay, next team in the group, uh, another prominent program. I think they're third all-time in power ranking, this next team we're going to talk about, uh, with a coach that many of us know well from the message boards, uh, Coach Bobby. 
and Jefferson City. Uh, they've fallen on hard times by their standards of late, but not usually a team you want to see, right, Coach? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Bobby is uh, definitely one of the best coaches in league history and probably around DTL in any league. Um, they've got an NTT title uh, and two Final Fours on their record, um, and a lot of their you know struggles lately is simply due to the fact they play in a very tough conference and Conference 15, and it's so hard to get, and knowing from being in that region, it's so hard to get good local recruits. There's always so much competition, you know, among conferences 13, 14, 15, and 16. Um, so I can definitely identify with him. Um, but last year, he kind of dipped down to the RTT. Um, they do have a really good, uh, they did have a really good freshman scorer at point guard, Dalton Wynn, scored 25 points a game. Um, and they only lose one starter who was kind of a glue guy, um, Mark Butler, uh, their starting power forward. Uh, the one thing that they look like they're going to struggle with again is they lack a little bit of height. Um, they brought in three players, two of which can have a little bit of offense, but not much size. Um, so I don't know exactly how they're going to go. Uh, uh, Russell Bristol is probably their best incoming player, and maybe he's a guy that can go into the lineup somewhere. I don't know if they're going to maybe go with like a – a small lineup, and you know, I know Bobby is a guy that likes to have his team take a ton of threes. Um, and uh, Russell Bristol shot 47% from deep last year, and so I have a hard time seeing him not being starter in the starting uh, lineup. Um, but I don't know where he would play because it's hard to replace Tristan Oatman, um, who also was a good scorer, scored 17 points a game. So maybe uh, go with a, just a, a small lineup, kind of a three guard option, and just just blast away from three. Um, but uh, they're a team that uh, they don't have that tough of a schedule in this group. So uh, similar to some of the other teams, I can see them winning a few games. And Bobby's a great coach, so they could surprise. Yeah, it wouldn't be a surprise at all to see them come out of the group from my perspective. Um, Dalton Wynn, I remember from when he was in high school, uh, it was interesting to see him sort of unleashed last year. And Bristol was a guy who uh, looked like a really good recruit, so um, could be a team kind of lurking in the weeds. Uh, maybe you won't be able to compete with the, the larger teams, as you say, uh, given the size problems, but certainly certainly a tough out. Uh, and next up is another Conference 15 team, Dearborn, uh, another team that struggles as a result of having to play against some of the best teams in the country, uh, you know, on a nightly basis. But just four seasons ago, uh, had back-to-back Elite Eights in the NTT, so... Uh, this team does have a good history. Last year, we're in the RTT, uh, finished 11 and 13, graduated a, a bit of a hardwood class, 136 hardwood, 177 team hoops, but none of the seniors were starting. So they return all five starters and brought in some freshmen who are not loved by the Mags, but look pretty good uh, statistically. Dalton Friend in particular, 20 points a game, almost five assists a game, one and a half steals. Uh, he looks like somebody who could unseat one of the current starters. Uh, Ian Lawson scores even more, 23 a game. And then Gage Bolton, uh, undersized power forward with pretty good numbers as well. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where those guys slot in. I, I sort of like this team. Um, Mitchell Turhune coming back as a center, averaged a double-double last year, along with almost five assists. He's a good player. Nicholas McCann scored 20 a game. So if even one of those freshmen can add a little juice to the starting lineup that, again, completely returns, uh, I think this team could be one of the better teams in this group. Now, when it comes to Conference 15, again, it might be tough with all the good teams that are there. Um, but I, I think Dearborn may be on the way back up. For for now, the seniors are not great, 211, Sim Hoops, 217, Hardwood, and that may kind of lower the ceiling of this team. But uh, whether it's this year or next year, 
could see them returning to prominence for too long. Uh, next up will be Boston out of Conference 5, uh, perennially one of the worst conferences in all of League 31, very different than Conference 15. Uh, and it uh, looks like a new program, uh, at least to me, I'm not too familiar with the Fighting Turtles, I have to admit, so uh, my apologies if they've been around for a while. Uh, but, Coach, what, what do you see from uh, this Boston squad? Yeah, it looks like uh, they're kind of under new management here. Uh, Coach G. Sond has taken over, and maybe even during the middle of last year. Um, I have no idea of knowing that, but he that last year was definitely his first year coaching this team, so definitely a rebuild. Um, he's got a long way to go, um, but hopefully he'll be able to improve the team little by little, and uh, like I said, not a great conference, so he could be contending with the – uh, for conference titles in the next few years with some good recruiting. Um, but as for this tournament, there's honestly, there's just, if you look at their roster, there's just not much talent on the team. Um, last year, they struggled both offensively and defensively. The class they brought in, it might be marginally better than uh, what they had on their rosters. Um, but I don't see any dynamic players there. There's not much in the way of offense. Uh, the best incoming player would be Gilberto Lampley, who not a bad player, 58.2% true shooting on limited attempts. So maybe if he had a little more free reign, could put up a little more offense, they're definitely going to need it. Last year, they only got three points a game out of their shooting guard position. So, um, and they were running a 6-6 center. There's nobody on their roster taller than 6-8. Um, and that would be the incoming freshman, Robert Silva. So he might have to play just because he's a little bit tall, but. Yeah, so definitely a rebuild here and uh, hopefully better things to come over the next few seasons for Boston. Another rebuild is next up for us. It's St. Petersburg, and they're a little bit further along in the rebuild. Uh, they've got Coach P.V. Burton, who sort of reintroduced himself recently to League 31 on the message board. Uh, early in League 31's history, he used to coach uh, some very good Oklahoma City teams with some of the best players, individual players that the league had. Uh, and this is not from memory. I just went back to look at Oklahoma City's history. But <laughs> Anthony Anthony Evans scored 29 points a game his senior year, uh, led them to a one seed in the NTT. And then Jade Said, S-A-I-D, uh, was a freshman on that team and then uh, went on to have an excellent career of his own. So, you know, a coach that has had success in this league and had a nice freshman class bring in, yeah, brought in a nice freshman class here for the St. Petersburg team which last year was in the DTT and made it all the way to the final of the DTT, uh, losing there uh, as a number one seed. So a good run in the DTT. Uh, return, uh, returning all five starters, I don't know how meaningful that is when the starters are not all that talented, but they are coming back. Uh, I imagine the freshmen will come in, and, and a few of them at least, you know, at least two of them will start. Michael Richmond is a guy who can score undersized power forward last year, scored 18 and a half a game. That's pretty impressive as a 6'4 power forward in high school. Uh, David Hall has some decent numbers, having played shooting guard last year. And the class overall uh, is ranked 36 in hoops, 75 hardwood. So, you know, it's an injection of some talent. And, again, with a coach who has been successful in the past, got to figure this will be a program to be reckoned with at some point in the future. I don't really see it for this season. Um, I don't think they're going to be one of the top teams in this group. Um, I imagine they will struggle to some extent. But, you know, it can be fun to coach a team like that where your freshmen are your best players and, you know, every year you're graduating guys who you can, you know, usually replace with better players. So it'll be interesting to watch how this new edition of the Commodores, having moved from Oklahoma City to St. Petersburg, does over the next few seasons. Uh, so next up is Glendale, uh, back to a very, very tough conference in 27. 
Uh, you know, we have the defending champ in Fremont. We have Bakersfield, maybe the favorite to win another title this year, arguably at least. And then we have another preseason top five team in Inglewood. So Glendale uh, may have its work cut out for it uh, in the conference stretch. But, uh, Coach, how do you think they'll do in the PNTT? Um, yeah, well, it's the team definitely another one of those rebuilding teams. Coach S. Wesley took over uh, two seasons ago, and so he's just kind of getting going. They went from winning no games in Conference 27 two seasons back to winning two last year, so slowly but surely working their way up. Um, they didn't have much talent at all, but infused quite a bit this year with the 1853 class. And, yeah, the hardwood ranking is not that great, which would imply – Maybe no real star there, but the 18 number implies to me that it's, there's a lot of depth there. So I'm thinking there are three very good players um, in that class, and they bring in some much-needed height um, in 6'10", Ryan Capich, and 6'9", Christopher Edwards. Christopher Edwards looks like a very good player. 6'9", center in high school, scoring 20 points a game, 2.3 blocks. Capich is more of a rim protector. Um not uh, not a complete empty blanket on offense either, scoring 11 points a game. So those two guys are really going to help. Um, they definitely did not lose anything as far as who they graduate. I guess they did lose their starting point guard, Luis Uribe, who scored 17 points a game. But overall, you know, probably not the greatest player with, you know, turn the ball over a ton. Um, so I think with this new class coming in, they're going to have a little better uh, – a chance at competing with some of the better teams, some of the taller teams. So um, definitely a team on its way up. Um, I don't think they're going to be, you know, contending in their conference for the next season or two, but um, I think they're definitely going to be a little better than the 4-20 and 20 they've been for the last three seasons. So definitely a team that's uh, getting better, and uh, maybe this isn't the time for them in the PNTT, but I think they can pull off a few wins, and they're they're on the way up. Last up, we have the Raleigh Toast, uh, an interesting team to take a look at. Uh, five and 19 last year, went to the DTT and started a six foot three inch center who scored 20 points a game. Uh, Alejandro Mayer. So somebody helped that guy out, get <laughs> him to play a position where he'd be able to be even more successful, but, uh, pretty impressive, uh, for him to have done that. Uh, the team started two sophomores and three freshmen. So all those guys will come back. And a very interesting new freshman comes in to join the group, Nicholas Beanon, or Beanon, B-E-Y-N-O-N. I remember him because I think he's the guy who scored 60 early in the season last year, or at the very least he was well up over 30 points a game uh, for a little while. A dip down to 27.4 by the end of the year, but great shooting numbers, uh, 63.8% true shooting. Uh, took eight threes a game and made 3.7 for a 45.6% clip. So this is a name to watch, I think, for uh, National Freshman of the Year if he gets the green light that you would expect him to get on this team. Uh, and there's also a big guy who came in as a freshman, Dakota Key, uh, who's 6'10", who can <laughs> mercifully move Mayer out of that center spot. Uh, so this team should be significantly better than last year. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that's not saying too much because, again, you know, they were 5-19 and 19 last year in Conference 7, which is not traditionally a powerhouse conference. Um, their, you know, their strength of schedule last year was only 231, and they won five games. So I don't see this as a team that's likely to win this group, but being on will be tough to stop, and moving Mayer down a spot or two will help him, and Key looks like he can man the middle. Uh, pretty decent numbers, uh, especially playing power forward last year. Uh, so although it's sort of a middling uh, recruiting class ranking, 125, 156, looks to me like the team got some players who can help 
Uh, and it's, it's sort of another team that has been struggling, but, you know, maybe moving in the right direction and next year or the year after could make some real noise. Uh, yeah, and one, so, okay, one after note, that, one, oh, go ahead, go ahead, I yeah. I was going to say one, yeah. no, one note to add was Dakota Key was actually a top 30 uh, recruit last year as far as uh, the top 75 most recruited list. He was uh, a guy that was uh, uh, attracting uh, a lot of attention uh, from, from other teams around the country. So that's that's a good guy to get, uh, you know, for, for this program. That's a guy they can build around. It shows that I shows that I did not look at big guys at all in last year's recruiting because I don't <laughs> I don't remember that name. I was totally totally focused on guards and I remember being on, but he I didn't notice. But yeah, so so two two good gets for this rally team, uh, and we'll see what they're able to do. So so now having completed that marathon and going through all these ten teams, uh, do one or two teams kind of stick out to you, coach? And you know I know we we each covered five, and it's hard to be totally aware of all 10 teams, but, you know, is, is there a team in this group that you see as the most likely to advance to the playoffs? Um, I would probably take Ames just because of the talent that they brought in, and I think the schedule favors them um, more than anyone. Um, so if I had to pick one team out of this group, I would take Ames. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me with a strong freshman. Um, I, I, for some some reason, I kind of like Dearborn. I don't know that they're ready yet, but I, I think that's, that's a good team that has had success in the past, so... They stuck out to me. Frankfurt and Jefferson City as well. You sort of have to mention them just because of the success that they've had over the course of League 31's history. Uh, frankly, it's very surprising to see Frankfurt down in this group. I doubt that will last for very long. Um, but, you know, they, they were 10 and 14 last year and graduated their best class. So this may not be the season for them yet. Uh, but with the coaches they have and the success they've had, uh, you'll, you'll have to take them seriously. But those, those are the teams that I would look at. Um, and we sort of have covered a lot of the, the best players in the group as well. So, um, you know, any, anything further that, you know, we didn't get to say yet, any individual player or, or team or anything that you think should be covered further, or you think we hit it all, Coach? Yeah, I think we hit it all. Yeah, I mean, Jefferson City, I just want to say, I think it's, even though they may not uh, end up uh, being all that successful in this tournament, they're going to be a fun team to watch because I think Bobby is going to just have a bunch of guys just, just launch from, from deep and with this new addition of Russell Bristol, a guy who is almost 50% on high volume from three as a freshman, he's going to be an interesting guy to watch. He could put up some big numbers with Bobby's coaching. Yeah, yeah, looking at them again, it, I mean, they do have Pablo Brooks coming back. I mean, he was a sophomore last year. So, you know, they at least have the one big guy and then all these guards who can put up shots. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I certainly agree they'll be a fun team who knows about the success. But um, looking at them again, I wonder if they really might be the favorite coming out of this group, even though they're sort of an obvious pick as this big-name program. Um, so I, I would look to try to find somebody else. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we do see them in the PNTT playoffs. Uh, but certainly good luck to all 10 teams, and thanks to you, Coach Future Star, for helping me break all of them down. All right, thanks for having me. Absolutely.